Hi. Hello. I'm Kia. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin. In medicine. Oh, we're so adorable. So, <laughs> uh, this is our 11th episode. And we have some fun things to talk about today, of course. Uh, so, we will get into the details of our giveaway. So, real quick, so that I can get it on out of the way, we do want to give away a book set, a Kaplan book set. For yes. the MCAT, anybody preparing for the MCAT, anybody knows somebody who's, you know, prepping for the MCAT, thinking about the MCAT, having dreams, nightmares, whatever the case may be, <laughs> uh, we want to help you. So, uh, the way this is going to work, we just recently made our Twitter, like six minutes ago, <laughs> and we want more followers on there. So, uh, if you can follow us on Twitter um, and retweet the little post that we're going to have, more importantly, most of our followers are on Instagram. Actually, all of them, because that's our only thing. I was like, that's our only thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, on Instagram, we're going to make a post. And we need you to tag five friends and post a picture of us on your story. Then tag it, okay? So, screenshot our little post. Put it in your story. It's only 24 hours. It's not going to be, you know, vandalizing your reputation. Just uh, throw us in there. Tag us in there. And then, yeah. So we'll put your name in a drawing. Um, every social media outlet that we see you on, we'll put you in the drawing. Um, and then, of course, you know, we're going to give you until Saturday to get the ball rolling, yeah. you know. And if you guys see this MCAT set, it's literally like eight books. It's stacked. Free of MCAT. We're going to cover the shipping and handling. That kind of just set in for me, actually. I just realized Yeah. I just it. did, too. Anything yeah, well, for people's success. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we really care about y'all. Um, and we want you to do well. So, uh, definitely follow us um, on all of these different options. Also, on Facebook, we're going to have it. Oh, so our Twitter is, it's annoying, Melanin in Medic 1. And I don't know how to change the ad, guys. So give me a second because, Jesus, I haven't used Twitter since, like, freshman year of college. So. And if you do it on multiple media sites, you'll your name will be put in the drawing more than once. Exactly. So. Yeah. No limit. So, you know, if you want to tag 10 friends, we'll put you in the drawing twice. That's how it works. So, yeah, we want to see everybody just caring and trying for us. That would be really nice. Um, and if you want to email us at Mahoney Messages and be like, look, I don't have uh, any of these social medias, but I like you guys. We put you in the drawing. <laughs> you want to email. <laughs> so, with that being said, thanks for uh, tuning in, and let's start a little episode. So, we'll start with Elder's Elevation. Uh, today's quote comes from Lena Horn, and it is, it's not the load that breaks you, it's the way you carry it. Ooh. That's Ooh, yeah. So, that's really nice uh, pertaining to this episode, <clears throat> because this journey is really, you know, how you make it. So, if you have a difficult time, if you make it more complicated than, you know, it possibly could be, you know, if you let it get to you, then it will, you know, it will be harder. Um, and it'll feel like a constant struggle. But if you just approach it with a steady mindset and understand that it's just because it gets tough doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. And so that, that mindset alone can really make a difference. Yeah. Um, and, and I it, think, oh, I was going to say, and I think it goes to the fact that, like, everyone's load and burden is differently. So we're all going to carry different things different ways. So mm -hmm. don't compare your load to someone else's. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that being said, we'll move to our Mahoney messages. flow. Yikes. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that. <laughs> so email us at melaninandmedicine02 at gmail.com. Um, and we'd love to, you know, give you some good insight. And we'll throw you in the drawing. Of course, yes. Yeah. So um, next thing we're going to talk about is our interview question. So 
Uh, this week we have. Well, do you want to read? Oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. my bad. Okay. Oh, you're good. <laughs> okay. So the interview question is. Okay. So. Oh, why do you want to come to our school? Perf. Okay. How would you answer this question, Kia? Oh, so this is like majority of the time this is the answer that I studied for. Because like oftentimes when I do like interviews, I definitely know I need to go over like my AMCAS application, what I put in my secondary. But like a lot of times since you're talking about yourself, those answers are going to come out kind of naturally. But the thing that like matters is like having details about the school where they know that you actually want to attend it. Yeah. And so if you apply to like 15, 30 schools, you're going to be like, okay, what's the school? I know. Like, what? Okay. It's in North Carolina. Okay. What, um, what do I need to know about this? Yeah. Like, you know, and really sell it. Cause at the same time, you know, like you want to go to medical school, but why this school? Yeah. You know, did you choose it for the MCAT score? Did you right. choose it? Cause it's most affordable. Is it near your auntie? But like <laughs> say something that makes them know you care about the school yeah. specifically. Mm -hmm. So if they have a research program that you'd be interested in, if they have, um, really good clinical opportunities for you, their patient population, maybe the patient population yeah. you want to serve in, um, and something really specific to the school. So uh, do your research in that way, and it only takes like 30 minutes to find like anything about the school. Honestly, yeah. I watched a lot of like the infomercials that they have on YouTube, and that like most of the time I got like some good stuff. I was like, okay, I could go here for yeah. this, or I could, you know what I mean? So yeah and be intentional because like the school i did my post back at they were very like if you didn't have community service on your application you weren't going to get an interview like wow. you weren't going to get a call or anything so if you do go to a school that's like really heavy on primary care or like community service or something like that and research. you got yeah, research and you have none of that on your application and you know like they accept students for that find something else don't just be like oh I really want to come here because you have community service and then they're like looking at your application you look stupid at that point because it's like no you don't you didn't yeah. do any of that so just like be intentional and like actually find your purpose on why you want to go to that specific school because it'll just make the four years a whole better process just because like you you're going to the school for like a, a reason yeah a reason yeah. yeah that's good Nice. Okay, so then we'll move on to our stepping stones. So um, today we're going to talk a little bit general. So we're going to start with the stepping stone of budgeting for applications. Boy. Yeah, money it's like, sucks. Let me, I guess let's start off with talking about the prices of applications. Yeah, let's, uh, let's break it down. So, okay, so starting with the MCAT um, that we talked about like last week. So the price of the MCAT is $310, the initial fee, and then it says here, like, if you have any additional fees or late registration or changes or anything, that could, like, add to the cost and everything. So that's for the MCAT. Um, and then for the primary application, the first school is $160, and then each additional school you apply to is $39. So <laughs> that's kind of a lot. You know, yeah. It's, um, and then also you have secondaries. Yeah. Which can vary, and those can be anywhere from like 30 to 100. Yeah, it says 150 on this. Oh, yeah, I think only like two, maybe three schools, because I know Hawaii is 150, which petty, because I would love to go to medical school on an island, right. and y'all are really selfish for not letting me. Right. Oh, Period. and then for the DO schools, their primary application starts at 195, and then each additional school is $45 after that. Mm -hmm. So 
With that being said, you have to take all of this into consideration. Yeah, so like you can see how fast this can add up to, let's say you want to go to like five schools. So already you're looking at 200 for just two, two schools, schools and your MCAT's going to be 300. So that's already $500. Yeah. So, and I mean, 500 might not be a big deal, but like, because it's spaced out, but at the same time, you still want to think about, you know, the fact that you still have more schools you want to apply to and going to these interviews after you've already paid for secondary, primary, and your MCAT, you know? Yeah, and you, for the process, you can't just put all your eggs in one basket. You can't mm -hmm. apply to two schools and be like, I'm just going to go to these two schools. Unless you got, like, even with a bomb MCAT score, oh. I wouldn't do that. Girl, no, I'm I wouldn't. I would not do that. Mm -hmm. Cause I've just heard. I've just heard of so many people getting like crazy scores and like still not getting in. So, which is wow. Yeah, yeah. So with the budgeting, um, we want to basically talk about how we fairly budgeted. Um, I know how'd you, how'd you go about it? So before I applied, like I told my parents, I was like. I told them the price is like this is how it's gonna be, and they were like okay. But I told them early on. I think like. Whenever we did the MCAT prep program mm -hmm. at um, KU, yeah, because they we kind of went over that during the process because I think that's when it hit me, like, oh, my God. But didn't like, you apply that year? Or did you apply the following Yeah, year? I applied that year, but it was like, yeah, I applied that year. Okay. Yeah, but I applied after the program. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, after the program, like, during the program, they just told us, like, hey, this is how much it's going to cost. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't realize, like... It was like this, because when you apply to college, it's, like, free, right? No? No, some colleges cost. Okay, but it's not like this. It's an application yeah. fee, but yeah, it's not It's not serious. like this, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just assumed it was like that. So, like, it hit me, and I was just like, oh, like, dude, like, this is how much it's going to be. And my parents were just like, okay. They were really understanding, and they were just like, okay, don't worry about it. Like, we'll save up money. And, um... And so how yeah. how long did they have to, like, save up money? Um, a couple months, like three, four months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so how many schools did you apply to? I applied to, because I applied twice. The first time I applied to 15, second time I applied to 15. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's a lot of money. I told my parents in January, because I just, I just met my parents, or, well, my mom. And so I knew, like, my mom would, she, she's... She's very good at putting a lot on her plate. Mm -hmm. And so, although I knew, like, okay, my mom is definitely going to try and save up for as much as she possibly can. And my parents were, like, really serious with, like, financial stability last year and things like that. I mean, they still are. But um, they were just very dedicated to having enough. Their goal was to, like, <laughs> it's so cute. They were like, we don't want to worry about Christmas at all. We want to, like, <laughs> forget it's even happening. And then when it comes up, spend the money we have set to the side and then keep on going. You know, yeah. because a lot of families struggle during the holiday season because yeah. they didn't prepare. And so that was basically the mindset they had about everything for Christmas or for the year, not just Christmas. Mm -hmm. So when I told my mom in January, I was like, okay, I'm planning on applying to 15 schools, like, that ideally. And so I was like breaking it down. I showed her the the money because I feel like oftentimes people know, you know, this is expensive. That's just the blanket statement. They're like, oh, you want to be a doctor? That's expensive. You want to go to medical school? That's expensive. But nobody really knows like how much. <laughs> They're just like, it's expensive. And honestly, that scares a lot of people away. Because what is expensive? I mean, Bill Gates sees expensive way different than we yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. So. And, like, well, I was, like, one thing my parents always trust to me, like, when I'm stressing about money for this stuff, my dad's always, like, it's delayed gratification. Like, mm -hmm. we're going to invest in you. Like, and I'm very fortunate because my parents are awesome. But, like, 
they're like, we'll invest in you because we know you'll invest in us in the future. That's right. You know, so it's like. They know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's like, as long as I can drive a nice little Corvette at one point in my life or Jaguar. I'm like, sure, Ma, you you deserve it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, like, we're saying all these numbers and it's definitely scary. Just cause, and if you don't have that support, that's even worse, yeah. you know. So, like. But that's why you plan early. Yeah, plan early. That's why we're trying to tell you now, you know, so that you have three to four months to be like. Okay, I need to save up at least a thousand, two thousand dollars for this, mm-hmm. and then okay. So anyway, I didn't even finish mine. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just keep going. <laughs> sorry. So I told my mom in January, and I'd say every break that I'd come home, so like spring break, and then um, I started my application in early June. Um, so every time you know I'd see her come home, I'd just be like, okay, you know, where is it at? Like, how are we looking? And I'd save up as much as I could. Yeah. But I was more so saving. I had a program that I was doing in the summer, so I was saving to do that program and like travel and things like that. Um, and then I knew I'd basically cover whatever I needed to because I mean my mom still had other bills going on other and you never know what pops up. So I wanted to make sure on top of whatever she saved, I had something. Yeah. So um. Yeah, we my mom was able to save up about two thousand for me, and Aww. then yeah, and then I was able to um, working when I came back. You know, I started working in like June, so by then once I had like a paycheck and things like that, I could kind of pay for myself, and then I'd only go to her when I was like, okay, look, all the schools <laughs> emailed me at once. It <laughs> <laughs> got out of hand. Yeah. My paycheck is low. Like, can you? So it was it was a really good balance. Honestly, she. Um, I mean, she's like my saving grace. She she does she's amazing. But yeah, it it was definitely something that we had to talk about early on because you can't just spring that on somebody. And no. oftentimes, because in undergrad, I knew nothing about the cost of applying to medical school. I, no, I didn't all. either. And it was like you could you could easily tell someone their freshman year, like, okay, this is how much it is. Honestly, not even playing, you could probably save up like. Okay, every semester I'm gonna save this much for medical school. Yeah, and if you start early, like if you start freshman year, you could say like, "Hey, each semester I'm gonna sit, have like 200 set aside." Yeah. Like by the end of your freshman year, that's 400 dollars. Yeah. Like by and what? Even if you have yeah. three years, like yeah, that's still 600. Yeah, exactly. And like you'll have, not 600. Oh, math, 1200. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but like in a like in a semester, what semester is like four or five months to save 100 dollars, mm-hmm. like. That's like $20 a month. So mm-hmm. it's just like if we're just telling you guys this now, just so if you start early, you won't have to stress about it later. Yeah. You know? And it's nothing. I mean, it's such a good feeling to be like, okay, let me just pull this from here. This money is set aside for it anyway. Yeah. So it's like pull it from here. It's like it doesn't even, you know, affect you. Exactly. So um, definitely budgeting. So when it comes to like paying for your applications, especially and like secondaries was like the most frustrating thing to pay for. Like... I was very fortunate and the way like I would get a lot of them waived. I think I got like, I'd say 50% of my application, my oh, secondary awesome. application. Girl, because I was emailing them like, <laughs> I didn't get, fa- well, we'll tell you about FAP, um, which is a fee assistance program. And that's actually our hidden genocide. So we're just going to save that to the end to be stingy. But <laughs> um, yeah, like I have to tell them like I didn't get FAP. I, um, I had to, okay, I did tell them I didn't have any other uh, assistance in paying for my medical school applications. Um, and just tell them, like, I'm really, like, dedicated to the school. I really want to attend the school. Like, is there any way you can waive my application fee? I'll tell you right now, the Jesuit schools don't seem to care. Uh, <laughs> Loyola, shout out to Loyola, because if you do their ABC program, 
um, or their HEAL program that we talked about a couple weeks ago, then um, they do waive your secondary application, which is $100, and that's nice. SLU, on the other hand, was like, oh, that's cute. Send us the money whenever you can, which is, you have a deadline, so <laughs> the sooner the better. But yeah, I was just like, do I have to pay? And they were like, yeah, yeah, you do. We don't care. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about secondaries later, but it's just really frustrating because some schools, they don't screen for their secondaries. Mm-hmm. So they'll automatically just send you a secondary and it'll be like $100 and then you have to debate whether it's worth it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I mean, if you applied to Howard or not Howard, <laughs> Harvard, but you got like a 495 and like 3.7 GPA and they don't screen it's like okay yes I got I don't even know how much I, I don't either <laughs> I, was like, I was like I'm I have too much pride to be that. but no yeah like it, and you have to really like look at it once you get into the 15 20 applications and you've done like 13 secondaries you're like okay am I really gonna go to this school it, yeah. am I really you know and Yes, it's possible for you to get into Harvard with any type of standard because who knows what they're looking for. I didn't apply. Yeah. But um, be realistic with yourself, you know, and and budget. Even if you budget in a way that you can pay for all your secondaries, go for it. Like, by all means, like, if you have the money to pay for all oh yeah it's like yeah go do it yeah do it it's yeah because like and then after secondaries like when you start getting your interviews Mm -hmm. like I know for one of my interviews they literally gave me a week notice and I had to fly and I had a week a week and they were like you need to be here in a week and so I had to buy a plane ticket for six hundred dollars like girl oh my god it hurt my soul but that's what I'm saying like budget like that was last minute I was like freaking out like what do I do and like I called the school and I was like is there any way I can move it and it's right. just like they're like well you can but like why do they do that <laughs> that can you know what I mean and it's just like oh, I'll make it work you know right and in those situations that's when you're like look what what matters at that point yeah Jesus that is wild so girl what state was it to Georgia Oh, that's your hometown. I know. That's really probably cool. why they gave me a week. They're probably like they probably th- assumed I was there. Oh, I'm like, cause that is real short notice. Yeah, goodness gracious. But yeah, no, I um, I definitely, I you, you just see how much more useful that support group is. Oh, and it's just like okay, like if I have you know 500, my mom has 500. At least we have a thousand between the two of us. Yeah. You know, you have your parents. So I'm saying like yeah. your mom, your dad, and you. Come yeah. Up with five, that's 1,500. Yeah. So it adds up. It does. And like when people invest in your dream, that makes a big, big yes, difference. Yes. Yes. That's why we're so big on support systems. Like mm-hmm. I didn't realize how big of support systems makes such a huge difference yeah. until you like you get into the process. Yeah. And if you don't have that support, like it's completely possible you just have to plan for it. You know what I yeah. mean? You have to plan a lot more because all the responsibility lays on you. Yes. So, um, you know, you have to, and that's not to say people won't invest in you even if they're not a part of your group. My um, roommate at my post program, she had a lot of support just from like mentors from, uh, she had someone who she was, uh, her, her therapist at the time was like also like a mentor for her. Okay. And so she invested in her career. Uh, she even sent out emails to like authors, um, uh, so, oh wow like, she was dedicated that's and it's, awesome and it's, what do you have to lose at that point you know yeah. she emailed td jakes and, <laughs> girl hey okay if you got the, the guts to do it i don't blame you like 
do what you got to do at this point. This is not a process to be, you know, too proud to beg, basically. Yeah. Um, because that, you have to be humble to go into this anyway. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that stops a lot of minorities from going into this field. Just because, like, you get, you get your degree and then you get there and then they're like, hey, you have to spend, like, basically $3,000 to get to a school and you're like I don't have three thousand dollars like I can barely like that's a weed out yeah and they know it yeah yeah and so plan early Mm -hmm. start early for sure and I mean I know everybody hates to say use loans but look use loans (laughs) I mean because if it if it comes down to doing your career or not doing it at all I'd say just do loans because you don't want to spend the rest of your life regretting not doing something yeah. that you would love. So it's like either you regret having to pay something back, but having the means to pay it back versus you regret not doing it at all. You know, yeah. you see what I mean? Yeah, so I see. At that point, it just kind of comes down to you and like what you really prioritize, what matters the most to you. Because if you want to finish school without being in debt, I completely understand. That's not one of my priorities. But I mean, if that is for you, like I, I completely understand. So yeah. it's like, you have to figure out what works for you and know your priority early on so that you can set yourself up for success. Yeah. And in the long run, like adding like an extra thousand, two thousand to already the huge loan you're going to have isn't going to make a huge difference. <laughs> Girl, it's a drop in the bucket. <laughs> right at this point, it's like a little penny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so budgeting is huge. It's yeah. huge. I'm trying to think of what else yeah. I budgeted for. And just be, like, open and honest. Like, we talked about, Key talked about with her mom. I talked about with my parents. Like, be open and honest. Mm Because I think the people around you, if you explain to them more about what what you're getting yourself into versus just being like, oh, I need this money. Like, Mm -hmm. it makes more sense. Yeah. And honestly, for those who might have a spouse in this situation, like, Mm. definitely talk to your significant other about this and, like, explain it early, early on. Like, if you're thinking about, you should talk about it, let's say... I mean, assuming you're taking your MCAT, like, a few months before, like, before you even sign up for your MCAT, talk to your partner about, you know, your application process. Because this is, like, the earlier they know, the better, really. It's just another bill. So, like, you get a $1,500 bill in the mail that's due in a week, you're peeved. You're like, okay, you know what? I didn't need (laughs) lights. I didn't need water. Why do I have to pay for it? You know what I mean? (laughs) Versus, like, okay, at least I had time to prepare for this. So, just tell them early on. For real. Yeah, that's good. Oh, okay. The next one is a happy subject. So, um, gap years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I am in my gap year now, and I'm bored. What? <laughs> you have me to hang out with. I do. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not really bored. I just miss school. Um, but, yeah. So, during my gap year, I have gotten a job that's given me great clinical exposure. I I'm still amazed at this job, but it's it's been really, really conducive. I feel like just working with patients and, like, getting acclimated with the way clinics work. Yeah. Because I never really – I never really understood it to this extent. I'm also learning a lot about the eyes, which I don't think many people learn know about them, in medical but school. No. Yeah, but it's really interesting. Um, and then I've also – gotten the opportunity to live by myself which I love (laughs) I am my best roommate ever no shade to my past roommates I'm just my favorite so (laughs) and I stand by it um but yeah so that um I've gotten a lot of like experience with finances and like planning with my finances budgeting um organizing my finances hating myself for not organizing my finances (laughs) before 
Um, and yeah, so this has been a really, I, I think for my gap year, I've definitely learned about myself yeah, well, that's more good. than anything. So how, how about you? Um, at first I was so upset I had to take a gap year. Like I was devastated, but honestly, like I worked in a microbiology lab and it was an awesome experience because I was able to travel with the lab. So they like literally like I got a bonus to like, I went to Chicago, I went to Georgia. Yeah. And like, I got like a huge bonus every time I traveled and they paid for my flight and they paid for all my food. So it was like a really good experience just because I was able to travel to different places and I saved up so much money. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, which mm. is nice. Cause like this year that I'm not able to work as much, I have so much money saved up. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have to worry about like extra expenses that mm -hmm. I would have had if I didn't have that gap year. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, uh, so how do you suggest using your gap year efficiently? I think I barely, I don't think I planned much for this gap year. I think it just kind of fell into place. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, I would say make sure, do stuff that you won't be able to do once you start med school. Mm -hmm. So, like, on, I know a lot of people say make an effort to travel. Like, oh, travel. I hate that. I know. Like, you no, don't. you don't. You love travel. You're always like, let's travel before med school, and I don't have money for that. <laughs> You and Jackie are travelaholics. But we're true. Okay, we're going to Colorado, but we're doing it for the low. Yeah, it is very affordable. See, see. But you can make it work. I'm going, so I She's can't really going. complain. <laughs> All the complaining I'll do is moot at this point because I'm going. But yeah, definitely, I, I definitely agree. Do whatever you. And honestly, my thing, my big thing for doing a gap year this year was. It, it really didn't like occur to me until I was thinking about it. This is the only part of my 20s where I won't be in school. Yeah. All of my 20s. Like, because when I finish medical school, I'll be 29. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, I'm 25. I've never lived by myself. I've never like been in charge of my finances to this degree, at least. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've never had just time. You never know. Like, usually I'm used to like at least having things to fill. I don't know how to explain, like, things to fill up my time. So, like, yeah. I have to study. I have to have this assignment. Like, you have to volunteer. To... You have to shadow. Like, right. Yeah. Versus, okay, I have to work. But then I have to work. What do I really got to do? Yeah. I mean, I do need to do laundry, clean up. But, but it's I like, mean... you don't have to do it. You could be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's nothing pressing me. Yeah. I don't have deadlines. And I told my mom the other day, I was like, I need a deadline. Yeah. I need something. Yeah. And But I see, I think that was the hardest transition for me. Because that's why, like, I ended up getting a second job. Just because, like, I was working in the lab. I worked the worst hours. I worked, like, 3 to midnight. It was so bad. 3 p.m.? Yeah. To midnight? Yeah, girl. Oh, girl, that sounds tragic. Um, it was, but then I always felt like I had so much time just um. because it's, like, I would get home and just be, like, okay. And then I'd wake up in the morning and have my whole morning. I'd be, like, okay. Like, because right. it's, like, you don't have to do anything. I think that was the hardest thing for me. So I was, like, okay, well, I guess... I'll fill up my time getting another job. You know what I mean? That's just so funny. Like, Maybe that's why I got a second job. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's why I got a second job. Because I was right. like, I'm so bored just mm -hmm. because, like, I come home from work. Okay, yeah, I'm tired. But it's like, I don't have to study. And right. you just get bored of just watching TV. Just because, yeah. I don't know. I tell you, I've never read so many books. Like, um, <laughs> I've, I've bought a Kindle. First of all, I love my Kindle. Aww. But, yeah, I feel like I've read so much more this year. 
than ever. See, and I was so, and plus it, I was living in Omaha too, who, too, and I didn't have that many friends there. Oh yeah, y'all fill up my time. <laughs> yeah, see, I was like, I hadn't, I didn't have that many friends there, so mm-hmm. I was like, I have nothing to do on the weekends. No. So, yes, but I filled up my time with working and I saved up so much money, so I'm like happy I did that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely necessary. I I just, I'm so amazed at how much I've learned about myself this year alone, like just as an adult. And I remember telling my mom, I'm begging my mom. I was like, please, like, just agree with me. (laughs) Cause she was so like against me getting my own apartment. She was just like, why do you need an apartment? You can live at home. And I'm like, yeah, even my brother, you know, my older brother, he was just like, what? I would love to live at home and save up money. But for me, it was just like at 25, like I need to know myself as an adult. And I feel like, in medical school, I'm not going to have time to, and I just think about it. I'm like, I'm going to be 26 next year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a student. So it's like, will I really feel like a 26 year old or will I just feel like another college student? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, I want to at least get to know my, and I might listen to this episode like five years from now and be like, wow, you was dumb. But, <laughs> but at least I feel like now I know myself as an adult versus the college student that I've been, or the student that I've been up until now. But yeah. And see, I feel like for me, I don't know why, but like for me living at home, like I just feel like personally for me, I feel like I failed. Really? Yeah. Cause I just take it. Cause like after I finished my postback program, like my parents were like, come home, move back home. Like you can get a job here while you're applying for school and just save up money and live rent free. Mm-hmm. And to me, like it made me cringe on the inside. Cause to me, I'm like, if I move back home, like. I failed. I don't know you why. You feel like you get comfortable with Yeah, something? maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And I just feel like for me, like, all, a lot of the people I went to high school with and, like, college with, like, when they move back home, like, I just feel like all of them just get so comfortable, like what you mm-hmm. said, and it's just, like, easy. You, you do know? get in a mindset, because it's yeah. like, then it's like, why would I spend that extra money? It's kind of like when people get a, um, uh, get a good job or, like, get a career job, and then they're like, why would I further my education when yeah. I'm good here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no shade on anyone who lives at home. Living at home is awesome. You're probably balling. But, You're probably yeah. traveling. Exactly. But, like, for me, I'm like, I can't. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, no, like, I'd rather just... I told my dad that. I was like, I'd rather, like, spend this money on rent than That's wild. It. Honestly, I, um, I talk to a lot of the people who work with me, because my job is pretty high in students, or people who are taking their gap year, um, and so a lot of them live at home because they're like, you know, why would I move somewhere for a year? Yeah. But um, but I plan on staying here. I don't think they intend on staying in this city. Oh. But um, yeah. So they uh they they look at it and they're like, man, you know, you have your own place. Like, oh my goodness, that's yeah. probably so comfortable. And I'm like, it is. But y'all talk about having ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars save up. Yeah. And I'm sitting here looking at my stack like. Mm. <laughs> this is so nice <laughs> so yeah like it, it does there's just pick your battle yeah. honestly you know pick what you're willing to sacrifice that's true and I just knew in my heart of hearts you know all I had was a twin size bed at my parents and I'd go crazy <laughs> if I was sleeping in it girl and it's right and it's just like I know I, I know my parents like right now if I want to like at 10 10 p.m like if you're like hey come over I'm like okay I'm coming over mm-hmm. but like if I was living at home and my friend was like come over at 10 p.m like I'd have to go ask my parents. But that's how my parents oh. are. That's how our house is. Like, I just I feel like I have to inform my parents. Yeah. Ask. Girl, I'd have to ask. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but, like, I was like, I'm not. I'm 20. I'm mm-hmm. almost 25. Yeah, I was like, I'm not about to It also this. depends yeah. on the dynamic you have with your parents, yeah. too. Like, if yeah. your parents acknowledge the fact that you're an adult. Because I feel like towards the part where I was, like, 24 and I'd come back on breaks and things like that, 
um, my parents kind of turned into roommates more than. Oh. So it would be like, yeah, I'm coming in at two and three in the morning on a weekend, oh, but I'm not gonna. Oh, not for no, me. not for me. <laughs> my parents would be like, "This is our house, our rules." Yikes! That's why. Now, yeah. one thing, my parents don't drink, so like uh, my parents, have, yeah, my parents don't either. Can't have wine or anything. And oh my goodness, when I moved to my my God, you see these candles? My mom wouldn't <laughs> let me burn candles for anything in the world. Nothing. She and never. So when I got my first apartment, literally candles everywhere. I was so excited when we, the power went out because I was like, yes, this is my moment to shine. Oh my god. So yeah, like it's just something that we personally just yeah. And it's like I just feel like I'm such an independent person. Like with mm-hmm. stuff like that, I just I can live at home. But, but and yeah. I feel like it's changed the relationship I have with my parents. Like now I really do feel like we could be best friends. Aww. <laughs> Because we is. But I be missing them. So, anyway. Girl, right. <laughs> I go over there once a week, so it's cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, use your gap year efficiently. Like Flo said, um, do something that you... So, also working a job that gives you a different experience. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's honestly what makes it worth it for me this year is that I'm still doing something relevant to my field. Yeah. And so... And I've been able to reference, like, the things that have happened to me when I'm at work during interviews because this is a year ideally where you're going on interviews and you want to have something that you can still talk about versus what are you doing working at yogurt teeny chilling at home you know nothing yeah, serious I, you know what I mean? yeah so it just depends like working at Foot Locker you know, <laughs> getting all the discounts um but yeah so definitely have different experiences than you would while you're in school yeah like use it as a growing year because like when mm-hmm. I worked in my microbiology lab I just learned like a whole other side of science that like I didn't realize like yeah you learned about like bacteria and stuff but you really don't apply it it. yeah you don't apply it so it's so nice to like apply it and like actually understand why I was learning it so I just feel like I'll be able to like use that when I'm in medical school I like what you said about use it as a growing year maybe we'll stop calling it a gap year and And use it a a growing year year, a growth year yes ma'am I think that's really cute or growth years and some Growth years, yeah. yeah. What did you do during your growth years? Yeah, I like because it. that's what it's intended for. You know, grow in a different way than you've been growing educationally. Yes, exactly. And you just, I just feel like I'm so much more mature mm-hmm. just from that year. Like, just I don't know, yeah. learning about myself. Yeah, honestly. And do you feel like you missed anything educationally? Mm, yeah. Okay. I think that was the thing I was most upset about when mm-hmm. I had to take my growing year. Um, <laughs> I was like, because I had just finished taking the MCAT. Um, I was like ready to start. And then just like, I had learned so, like for my post back program, we had to do a pre-matric program. Mm-hmm. So during the pre-matric program, like we were taking like the med school classes and I just, it really upset me because I'm like, oh, I'm learning so much of this stuff. Like I really wish like, I could apply it as soon as I just learned it, like, to medical school. And I think that was the thing that was hardest for me because I'm, like, in a year, like, yeah, I guess I could keep studying for this. But everyone always says, like, during that time, don't, like, study that much. Just literally, like, use it as, like, a... Oh, see, I keep trying to force myself to study. Yeah, but honestly, like, after that, like, starting school again, my mind was so, like, compared to how I was the summer, that the summer before I took my gap year... To now, like I just feel like my brain is so refreshed. Like really? I, like yeah, I just felt like really like. So you don't feel like you lost anything no. academically? No. Okay, good, because I'm so and paranoid. That's, no, and, <laughs> and that's the thing I was most scared about. But like, growing, I just felt like so refreshed. Like I felt like I was able to like focus better just mm-hmm. because like I 
I hadn't been in class. You had a break. Yeah, I had a break, and I like I had that fear too. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like my oh. brain is melting. Like somebody asked me math problems, and I'm just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's happening. <laughs> Early on, <No>. then. <laughs> no, but like once it'll, mo- but it'll, it'll motivate you more. I okay. think, and okay. then I just felt so much more refreshed. Like I felt like I was actually like able because you know like towards the end of like studying for the MCAT and like finals and yeah. all that like you're dead and then yeah. like turn around and like start med school like what like six weeks later like Oof. you know medical school just don't care nope. they said oh y'all got a summer break that's real cute <laughs> we'll see you in school <laughs> have fun yeah but I was like that's I felt really refreshed yeah so. that's good I'm really glad that premature happens so I'm talking about the school like I'm already in let me calm down. You are. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So next stepping stone is backup plans. So um, I wanted to talk about, because ideally I was going to talk about accepting failure, but I don't think you have to necessarily have a backup plan in the event that you fail necessarily. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think a backup plan is failure. Mm-hmm, no. Like, I don't think those two... Which is like, I thought backup plan was failure mm-hmm. back in the day. But now that we've taken our growing year and we're mature, there you go. it's not failure. Look at us. We grow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So backup plans. And honestly, you could use a backup plan after you've accomplished something. You know what yeah. I mean? It can be, okay, you know, I've, I've grown st- stable at this point. Let me add something to my workload because this will balance me out or yeah. this will add to the person that I hope to be or the physician that I hope to be. So backup plan in the sense that it's another plan. Yeah. So bonus plan. <laughs> We're choosing all the words. <laughs> but um, yeah, so did you have any? So let's start undergrad. What, what were your backup plans? I didn't have any. That's And that was yes. my problem. Like, I didn't have any. And I think I uh, previous episodes, I explained, like, my major freak out because I mm-hmm. didn't have any backup plans, you know? Yeah. And, like, my mom would always say to me, she'd always be like, don't put your all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, my problem. And, like, she knows that. So she'll always be like, don't put all your eggs in one basket because I get really excited about one thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, like, this is going to work out. It's great. And my mom would always be like, don't put all your eggs in that one basket. Like, you need to have multiple things. And, um... That's one thing I really work on now is just, like, yeah, I have this goal, but you also have to have A, B, C, and, like, how you're going to get there yeah. to get to the same goal. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. I your backup plan. quite the opposite. Yeah, I, I was like, like I several have backup plans But you know time. me, like, when one thing happens, I get super excited about yeah. it, and I'm always like, oh, my gosh, this, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, so as I told you guys previously, I had a, a map of my possible plans um, three years ago. And so on that, I had like three different paths and it was literally like every semester from 2016, fall 2016 to now, um, you know, where I could be. And so I've thought about military and I'm still thinking about, you know, going to the military. If I'm going to do it, I need to do it pretty soon. But they also, you know, they give you time because you can apply for it, the military scholarship at any point in your medical career. And so I can wait until this, you know, orange peel is out of the uh, office and then I can actually try. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so military was a backup plan. Um, medical research was a backup plan. Just like getting into like a medical research field or things yeah. like that. Um, and that was also just something to do for like a gap year. So that, um, yeah, I think those are my only like standout backup plans but the postback program was honestly a back backup plan yeah it was for me. a backup plan yeah and so when the, it's kind of interesting because 
like as you know, I took my MCAT and immediately I was like, okay, what are my goals? Like, where do I go from here? And so I considered doing both where, and anybody that I've talked to who's applying to medical school, I always suggest that they apply to post-bac programs as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you've never done a post-bac program, you're, you're like questioning your MCAT score, worst case scenario, apply for a post-bac program. Literally just give it a chance because you never know where your application could be headed you know what I mean you never know who could look at it and be like you know what this stands out to me you really just want to plan ahead to the most that you can and um yeah I, honestly I feel like if anything it's a safety net yeah and the whole process is just so unpredictable that it's it's good to just have multiple things that yeah I, I really guess for you. what do you have to lose at that point yeah like applying to a post-bac program now granted the post-bac applications are fairly early when it comes to like the application cycle or i guess late depending on how you look at it but like most of them are near like i guess you could apply to them anywhere from september to like february mm -hmm. so it's just an odd time to be applying and they do that like you well to make sure you're not doing it as a backup plan but um <laughs> it's not a backup plan if you don't know so it's yeah. true you know, it's just like a like safety net, like I said. So, yeah, but the post program helped. But, yeah, every time people ask me, like, they're applying, I'm just like, apply to some just in case. Mm -hmm. That way or you have master's program. That or, too, yeah. yeah. That way you have options. You always want options. So That's very true. Anything else on backup plans? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, um, like we said, we said we'd tell you about the fee assistance program. So the fee assistance program is offered to students through AAMC, AMCAS, um, and it's something that you have to apply for. They do look at your parents' income tax, so no matter how long you haven't been living with your parents, you still have to give that. Um, is it like a certain age? No, I don't think so, but... Dang, what if you're like 27, 26? Yeah, all that. A day definitely have to give their parents Oh, wow, okay. I, I think, like, by, you would think by, like, 40 or something, it wouldn't matter, but <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty, they're pretty particular, so, um, but they do have the breakdown online. If you Google fee assistance program, um, AMCAS or anything like that, you can definitely click the link. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was, like, the first one that came up, and basically, I'll tell you a little bit about it. They pay for your entire MCAT. They also give you a waiver for up to 20 medical schools through your application, um, which is incredible. Um, Flo and I were discussing it. It's a $911 value. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, but they are really picky. Um, so you do have to have like a certain household income um, and it's based on like a ratio. They give it to you online. And then you have like a few like documents that you definitely have to submit. So it's something you definitely wanna do early. You can start applying now um, and the application honestly goes um pretty far into the application process so and oftentimes if you have fap which is what they refer to it as then you can get most of your secondaries waived as well wow so, yeah just wow <laughs> wow yeah because like the jesuit schools that i did try to get well slew um that i did try to get a waiver for for the secondary they were like well did you get the fee assistance program i was like no they were like oh well yeah 
a Benjamin, please. So <laughs> it was really, um, it was really a big difference for them. So, and that just says, you know, that's their effort to get students who might have financial obstacles during this process to encourage them to still follow their dreams, which is nice. But for those, you know, coming from a decent income household, I guess, they don't care about us. So, <laughs> so yeah, but the assistance program available to all the students. Yeah. So any last final messages? No, I guess if you guys have I think any I questions. Hit, like I hit a wall. I'm just so tired. I know. <laughs> I did too. Look. <laughs> you saw me lean back in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess if you guys have any questions or anything or have any questions about if you're trying to come up with a budget mm-hmm. or like they really thinking about what you're going to do with your gap year because everyone's situation is so different that your situation... I don't, I don't know. Might be different. So yeah. email us if you have any questions. And if we can't answer your questions, we have mentors and mm-hmm. like people that we know that we look up to that we could ask them for your advice. Mm-hmm. So email us. Yeah. Oh, and um, to anybody who uh, messaged us about getting a study schedule for the MCAT, I'll have those out to you tonight. Thank you guys so much um, for reaching out or not reaching out, but answering my post because we like to know that you watch it. Um, but yeah, we could definitely get that out to you. If you still have, um, interest in getting a study schedule, it's a four month study schedule and it's basically the template that my group used. Um, but if you're interested in that, just let me know. You can DM or email us. Um, and then we'll send that out to you as well. So yeah. Oh man, I'm so tired. (laughs) Yikes. So have uh, a great week guys. Yeah. Have a great week. Be great. And we'll see you next week. Oh, and do our um, do our competition because it's lit. It's lit. <laughs> so, bye.